may not be us, but we know you want to be us. And uh, hey, that's pretty cool. Big dog ball talk. Matt Eichel to Jordan Flegel. Uh, yeah, Jordan, uh, I really have noticed some change in you, especially ever since starting this podcast. You really, you're, you feel a little entitled, I think. Your, your opinion matters more. You really, uh, it looks like, uh, you know, you really believe in yourself. You, uh, I think it's given you a little bit of self-confidence, but, you know, you, you don't want to turn that in, into cockiness, Jordan. You know, we're, 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 we're big, but we're not, we're not, you're not huge yet. You know what I'm saying? This is just no, kind of a safe space. I don't space. know what you're saying. I don't know what you're saying. Fuck what? Me. I'm gonna keep. What? I'm, I'm keep. I'm going up. I, I. I. If I have to leave you behind on this kind of trajectory mm-hmm. upwards, Matt, I'm not afraid to do that. Um, just getting that out of the way right now. Hey, that's all right. You know, cut 190 pounds of uh of dead weight off your your back. There. Correct. Uh, that Correct. Would, that would probably help you out there. Um, yes. But uh, ultimately, Jordan, uh, you know, don't leave me in the dust here. We're uh, <laughs> we're we're just starting to pick things up here. But uh, big dog ball talk about it. Go to Jordan Flegel and. Uh, Game two, NBA Finals, already in the books. The Golden State Warriors, almost a 20-point. We, we were very close to me throwing down the shellacking, which we never want to yeah. hear or see in the, the, the NBA Finals, but uh, it almost happened. Uh, the the Golden State Warriors really, really gave it to the Celtics here. Um, obviously, still competitive going into uh, halftime, nine-point deficit, I believe it was. Uh, or pardon me, no, it was a 10-point a uh, deficit uh the, the Celtics are trying to overcome there. Uh, but the Warriors looking dominant pretty much the whole way through, uh, you know, other than that, yeah. you know, the, the first quarter, there was a bit of a run that the Celtics had. Um, yeah. Jordan, what, what were kind of your first impressions on this one? Because definitely a different game that we saw in game one, even though both teams kind of were doing the same thing that we saw in game one, just, I guess, maybe this time, the that third quarter run that the Warriors went on 35 to 14 was just a little insurmountable here for the Celtics to overcome. And then uh, they definitely didn't get Derek White and Al Horford uh, doing their best uh, MJ and LeBron impression uh, to yeah. uh, to catapult the Celtics back. Yeah, well, I mean, that that's probably the biggest takeaway you can look at right away, or at least I did. Al Horford went from 26 points in game one to two points last night, uh, which really, you know, that literal 24-point swing is going to change uh, the, the the complexion of the game, um, you know, just automatically. Um, but, yeah. like, the all, all, all of the, the, the three guys outside of Tatum and, and Brown, um, who the Celtics started, two points apiece. Marcus Smart, Robert Williams, uh, Al Horford, two points each. That's, you know, that's that's unbelievable. That, that's never going to get it done uh, in any game, you know, whether it's the finals, the regular season. Uh, you just need more more production out of those guys. And I think... That was kind of by design. Golden State said, you know, we're not going to let Al Horford uh, be the finals MVP while we go down, uh, you know, in this, you know, in this, in this final series. Like, yeah. they're, uh, they, I think they kind of said to Tatum and Brown, you know, we don't actually care as much if you guys score. We're going to kind of lock in on everybody else and make sure those rotations are solid. We're not going to give Horford wide open threes, uh, which I think, I think the Warriors thought that they could get away with that in game one, uh, which is where, you know, where Horford and, and guys like White burned them. Um, and, like, the Celtics got away with playing small in game one, too. Like, down the stretch of that mm-hmm. game one, when it was still kind of close, they just played one big. But when we talked about, um, you know, in, in, in our preview, the Boston front court is where they had uh, one of their biggest advantages. But like I mentioned a little bit, uh, Robert Williams, it's not really a series for him. It's not really a series that he can impact that much, mm-hmm. uh, you know, mm-hmm. with the things that he does, uh, because you, 
he provides you know that vertical threat on offense. He's a good rebounder, but defensively, he, his strengths can't really be shown. Even though he's an amazing defensive big, because there's so many you know perimeter guys running around out there for for Golden mm-hmm. State. He's just you know he can't even you know do what makes him good, which is you know protect the paint. Because the Warriors well, in the don't first really half. He had those those couple little blocks or help yeah, side get, uh, that deterred yeah. them, and that and that was really it though. I mean, you only got the fourteen minutes because once you're down, you can't keep him on the court. He's a zero on offense. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And you, you just, you just go with other guys. Even Grant Williams, I think, will be more important in this series uh, than mm-hmm, than mm-hmm. Time Lord. So, um, and so, yeah, the Boston, yeah, they, they played, they played small in Game One, especially down the stretch. But trying to do it again here, like Golden State's done that for longer, and I think are a little bit better. You know, when they're on, um, I thought Golden State, you know, getting uh, Gary Payton back was huge for them, and not playing Iguodala, uh, who was out in this game anyway. I think that was probably just the best move like Kerr went with Iguodala in game one but the the Celtics just don't guard him like he he hit a few shots there in that game but I just don't give him any attention they don't give Gary Payton that much attention either but Gary Payton's so like athletic like as a cutter and an athlete he really gets in those passing lanes he's kind of like you know a young very energetic Iguodala Iguodala is still the smarter you know overall defender but he's just not athletically I don't think you know he can have that much of a role in this series so you know basically an ovation the the Golden State fans gave him too. Pretty pretty cool yeah. to see for a kind of a guy that comes off the bench and that really was a has been a journeyman so far in his NBA career. Definitely a cool moment. Yeah, yeah, and they they love him. I mean, they they love the energy, and you know he only had seven points, but he came in, hit all of his shots, and I think made a really really big impact for them on the defensive side. Um, mm-hmm. And then and then yeah, so you know on the Celtics side, you just don't get the production you need from your guys. And then other guys on the Warriors side just stepped up. It was kind of the inverse. Like Jordan Poole uh, went freaking off, especially in that third quarter. Those two back to back deep ass fucking threes, yeah, and yeah, then the yeah. buzzer beater that was like ridiculous. Um, you know, he's still. It's not like he made any sort of huge stride on defense. Uh, you know, and and that's why he was able to be out there on the uh, on the court. He's still kind of a traffic cone uh, on the other side of the ball, but. If he can hit shots, then you can afford to have him out there. Like if he can yeah. break people down a little bit, hit threes, you know, get into the mid range. Like we've talked about with him a bunch of times, he, he he has that kind of Steph, kind of Splash Brothers kind of comparison. But I think he, uh, you know, he's un, unafraid to get into the paint a little bit and mix it up. And you you know, we we talked about him a bunch in that Denver series. And I think if he can get back to, you know, a, a little bit, you know, halfway to that level where he was at, then then the Warriors can afford to play him because they they do need offense. Um, but you know, if 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 he's having that off game on offense, that that's going to be the time to to maybe sit him. I don't think St- Steve Kerr can afford to have him out there. But a game like this, uh, you know, where he shoots the ball well, hits five threes, uh, he he's a, he was a plus for them. Um, and and all through the game, I just thought Steph was amazing. Like I did, yeah, he didn't yeah. have uh, again like a. a insane sort of you know 35 plus Steph game that you know we've seen before he still kind of doing that kind of Steph thing where he's he's he's, he has an okay game but uh you know when you when you watch him and even when I look back at the highlights this morning I was like he he hit every every timely three every kind of shot to stop the Celtics advance and you know keeping them at bay like he and, and and you know the the passes that he makes too like this happens a lot with him. He he only ends with four direct assists, you know, from him. But, you know, mm-hmm. the amount yeah. of shots he creates based on the things that, you know, the actions that he starts uh, are probably like 
three times that amount. Uh, you know, he just doesn't actually get credited with the assist because the ball swings around so frequently with the, you know, the Warriors offense. Um, but I, I thought he was great. And the other big thing uh, from the Golden State side is Draymond Green only shot three times instead of 12. I think yeah. he, I think the Celtics kind of tricked him into being like, come on, Draymond, you know, shoot this little bunny. Uh, come on, you know, uh, playing off him just enough to make him think that, you know, he, he should shoot it. Draymond should literally only shoot the ball when he does that little fake dribble handoff and takes the ball to the rim uh, and it's yeah, wide open. Much. That's the pretty only much. time he should be allowed to shoot. Um, and that's basically what he did. Uh, and, and he's much more effective that way, you know, just doing the other things he does well. So I thought Golden State just in general got back to what they do well, which was, you know, Curry and Green working uh, in the starting lineup, you know, and Poole and, and a guy like Peyton brings the energy, both those guys off the bench. I thought that was just, you know, classic Warriors basketball. And then, yeah, the, the Celtics, it was just the, the role players just didn't show up today. And, and you know, if, if they don't do that, uh, it's got to be major, major heroics from Brown and Tatum. And, and that's a lot to ask against a good Golden State defense. So I think Golden State just came and showed up. Obviously, it was a must win for them. Um, and I'm, I'm glad it's 1-1 because, you know, going back to Boston with Golden State down 0-2 would have been a little disappointing because, um, uh, like we've said a lot of times, I think this series and I think everyone wants this series to go long. And even though this one was kind of out of hand by the end, still entertaining basketball, which has been great. The first two games have been really fun. Yeah, I, I think that it was it was an entertaining blowout still just for the the story aspect of it. I think obviously yeah. if it was the other way around, like if Boston hadn't completed that comeback in game one, people would be looking at this one like it was a, kind of a shit game. Uh, yeah. Jason Tatum, also negative 36, plus minus. Yeah. Uh, one of the worst ever uh, in NBA Finals history. Actually might be the worst uh, plus minus uh, in like the modern era or something. Uh, it's a... Uh, it's pretty embarrassing. I mean, I mean, plus minus, you can take it for what you want uh, in any sport. Uh, yeah. Definitely, uh, it d- doesn't tell much of a story uh, depending yeah. on the situations. Um, but yeah, it's uh, honestly my biggest takeaway from this game was both teams kind of played shitty. Like they, uh, I mean, Golden State shot forty five percent from the field. That's not horrible, um, but thirty seven and a half percent from the field for the Celtics. Uh, well, like that's one of the first things I wrote down. It was about maybe halfway through the first quarter or beginning of the second quarter. Uh, yeah, nobody could make a fucking layup. It was insane. Yeah. Not a single layup. Uh, the, Wiggins was missing them left and right, yes. uh, which was embarrassing. Um, I bet over nine and a half points for Derek White. I thought that was a lock. The guy shot uh, three for 13, and he got his te- he got 12 points. He got the 10 yep. points in the garbage time at the end there. He, uh, that, that's I'm not going to rant about my... I still won the bet, but that was pissing me <laughs> off too. Um, it, it was just kind of... There was a lot, a lot, a lot of shots that people just were not hitting. They, uh, it, it almost looked. This was kind of what I pictured Game One looking more like instead of yeah. Game yeah, Two. Yeah. Uh, the Celtics did look a little bit more kind of on their heels throughout this game. Golden State looked more and more comfortable. Um, it, it was, uh, and I think maybe, and I'm, I, I can't say this 100 percent sure, um, but you know, in the beginning of this game, Draymond Green pretty much made it his job and he made it a complete huge focus that he was going to go out there and he was just going to rough everybody up get yeah. in their face get everyone pissed off and then he was going to yeah, he I, was cool he his, his game plan was to get teed up for sure yeah 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 no i just think a hundred percent boston was missing shots but i think it was you got to credit at least some of that to the golden state defense i think they they came out ready to play defensively more than they did in game one um Definitely and, improved and, there, yeah, yeah. Yeah, big time. And just on Tatum, like, it's kind of the thing that I said uh, uh, that, that, that we talked about. I was like, please don't do this, Jason Tatum. 
he comes out and I I I, I could kind of tell he's like I only scored twelve points in game one. I gotta get yeah. my shots oh, yeah. up. I gotta hit this is his the three. And to his credit, especially in that first half, he was hitting really tough threes over you know Wiggins and and you know tough shots even at the you know well defended threes at the top of the break. Like he was he was hitting a lot of shots, but like. Again, only finishes with three assists, and you've got all these other, uh, you know, guys who normally score way more points for you in Horford and Smart and guys off the bench. This is, you know, when they're struggling uh, and you're a great player like Jason Tatum, that's when you become that playmaker and you get other guys going. So you have some help, you know, in going into the fourth quarter. You have guys that feel like they're in rhythm. Um, but, you know, when you just say, okay, I'm, I'm going to go and take my shots, uh, you know, whether, whether you're efficient, whether you score a lot or not, you leave you leave a lot on the table in terms of what you can bring out of your other teammates. So that's still growth Jason Tatum has to make. Like he he should have had he should have been more of a playmaker in this game, especially through the middle part. You know, if, if his 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 shots going, that's fine. His kind of step back side step three, they're they're going in. But get other guys involved because you need you need the help. Yeah, he was he was definitely forcing them uh, throughout the game. Yeah. At the beginning, he forced it. I thought he kind of was finding his rhythm at some point there. Um, yeah, and then. Once they started going down, then he was really forcing it. Like that was why this league got so out of hand too. Was the shots they were taking were so this just bad quality shots. They were just taking them for the sake of taking them. Like there wasn't yeah, really any yeah. good like cuts to the rim or anything just safe to just kind of stop the bleeding. And then it was always just you know they were going for these home run threes, and then that in the in the end pretty much screwed them. Um, yeah, Jalen Brown, I really didn't see him do much either this game especially coming off no. such a dominant game one he started off really hot i think he hit, yep. he hit a yep. couple shots uh i mean he opened the scoring for the celtics after the wiggins three to, to start the game uh it was a uh, I, I thought you know he'll he'll have another good game he'll keep kind of putting his stamp on the series but yeah second half i mean obviously definitely he uh even played a minute in the fourth quarter um as most of the players in the series uh didn't uh for this game um yeah. but uh i mean he he's got to bounce back and be a little bit better, but again, at least he has the benefit of you know having that really impressive first game. And even even with this one, he didn't uh, he he, did, he wasn't horrible horrible. Uh, I mean he 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 could have been better for sure. Five for seventeen yeah. isn't the worst thing in the world. You know six boards, but not not really chipping in too much everywhere else. Um, but uh, the 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 only one uh, other thing I wanted to say you know uh, to talk about the, the chippiness and uh, you kind of the the grittiness that was kind of enforced in this by by Draymond is. Uh, you know, one, his defense is like insane. When you actually get to watch him work on guys, uh, I believe it was on, yeah. uh, I think it was on Jalen Brown, actually. Uh, he was trying to get a post fadeaway and Draymond literally was not biting on anything and he didn't even shoot it. Jalen Brown literally just cocks it back and yeah. like rifles it. And it was an air ball. Like he just like, I've seen that before where it's like, you just get so clamped. You just have to throw the ball as hard as you can and hope that it hits the rim because you yeah. have absolutely no way to get your shot off normally. Um, and, and that was pretty much what happened. But you take the good, you take the bad with Draymond Green because you know, he gets the technical, as I was, as I was kind of saying, you know, the, the fires everybody up, galvanizes them, and, you know, the the, the guys in the post-game interview for the Warriors were all saying, you know, what a great teammate, what a great leader, uh, you know, doing that and getting everybody excited and getting their blood pumping. But yeah. then he's, like, going around just he, – and, he, and he's done this so many times, and he's done this in the finals, that he kind of gets in someone's face, he gets the technical, whatever, that, that makes sense, you know, it happens in the game. Um, yeah. And then he just plays like he never even got the first technical. Like he thinks that that's like there, there's some kind of special dream on one where it's just like, oh, this isn't a real tech. I just need to do it so my, the boys get fired up. Because um, like, like like with Jalen Brown, and, and I believe it was Jeff Van Gundy, and I don't usually agree with him, uh, but in this case I did. 
Um, he, uh, you know, he was like, well, pretty much every other situation you would call this, uh, a double tech, but, uh, right now, given the, 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 he only, he already has his one, you know, you can't do that. And it's like, okay, man, well then why the fuck is the rule that that doesn't make yeah. any sense. Just fucking call it by the book or don't call it at all. Uh, cause he, he was fucking going on and on about how he, at one point he was literally saying he doesn't believe there should be any like definite rules by the end of it. Like he just wants people, he just wants the refs to kind of make generalized opinions. And it's like, okay, yeah. man, yeah, that sounds great. No one will ever <laughs> yeah. know what's going on. Um, but uh, I, I'm not going to rant about uh, Van Gundy's bad ideas for basketball. Oh, my um, God, Van but, Gundy. But uh, the, uh, you know, Draymond, he gets in the face of Jalen Brown after Jalen kind of pushes him and antagonizes him a little bit. He probably should have yeah. been ejected. He probably should have. Um, yeah. You know, I, 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 and to be fair, I, even though I'm kind of shitting on it, again, I understand it and I kind of am cool with them not doing it because it's better for the game that he didn't get ejected. Uh, yeah. Especially, can you imagine, if he did get ejected, that changes the complexity uh, complexion of this entire game. Uh, yeah, you know, because that was still when it was close. Uh, yeah. That was only the second quarter, so that would have been uh, that would have been huge. Uh, and who knows what kind of uh, game we end up seeing uh, as a result here? Yeah, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. It, it'll it it also helps Draymond Green shot that uh, uh, you know that that tweet out there. Oh, hey, Drew, Adam Silver, you're the best CEO in the world, man. Like, yeah. uh, so inspirational. <laughs> uh, so I I think that was well well timed for him as well. He would have he would have um, went straight to his podcast setup and he would have started oh right in the middle of yeah. finals game. That's uh, that's how he in does the locker it. room. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Game game two first half reactions, Dream on Green. Um but uh yeah, he's his IQ needs to be way fucking higher when it comes to stuff like that because he's just it, it, it's like if I'm a warrior. But he fan, knows, like, man. He 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 knows. He knows exactly yeah. how far he can push it. I mean sometimes he, he doesn't, but uh yeah, no. I mean I, I think it's all calculated though at the end of the day, too. Like uh, like you're saying. I think, you know Oh yeah, if, it is for sure. Getting getting the Celtics riled up about, you know, him. Uh, you know, the fact that he should have been ejected too, you know, if, if, if it doesn't go through, um, you know, that's, that that's going to impact the rest of the game. So I, I think every, every little thing he does is, uh, you know, has there, there's, there's a meaning behind it. There's a kind of means to an end, but uh, yeah, l- last night easily could have been an ejection for him. One of the other things that I wanted to, you know, I, when I, because like, I didn't want to see him ejected just purely for this reason is that when he does get ejection and stuff, he goes on this big world baby tour oh, he re- crying re- to everybody. <laughs> and, oh, this is the... Because again, when he got... He ejected, waves uh, his towel. Yeah, when he when he kicked... Uh, who, who was that? Uh, Kevin Love uh, got kicked in the cojones yeah. by him and then he got suspended for game six. And then he's complaining, oh, well, I shouldn't have been... Blah, blah, blah. Buddy, you're the one that did it. Maybe <laughs> don't do these crazy, stupid-ass things and you won't even uh, be in these situations to have the problem. But... Yeah. I mean that's Draymond. That's a, that's a, that's what makes him Draymond. So I mean, uh, I guess we can leave that. But somebody else on the 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 Warriors that I'm starting to kind of like, I'm I'm keeping an eye on them. I'm I'm now watching them. They may they they may be suspect to being kind of a I I'm I'm not gonna call them a dirty player, but I'm gonna say like they're kind of they're a little uh, they're a little sneaky. Jordan Poole, he he does a lot. He broke of the code, things. man. He broke he broke the code. Yeah, uh, yeah, so he, uh, he continues. Code. Yeah, come on. But yeah, he, I, I mean, I see him a lot. You know, he does he, uh, he does the chippy things, you know, of uh, sticking your elbows and knees out on screen, stuff like that. I mean, the Warriors have been doing that for a decade now, uh, the, the illegal <laughs> screens. But uh, I, Poole, Zaza. you know, we've already seen him because, uh, you know, he was kind of the one that forced the John Morant injury uh, in the the Memphis series, uh, which was, again, Vicious, we viciously threw, threw him, picked him yeah. up with one hand by the knee and threw him to the ground. That was, uh, yeah. And they cranked on it like a, like yeah. a soldier boy. Um, but yeah, he, uh, 
I don't know. And then I, I want to get your opinion, Jordan. When he jumps, uh, gets jumped over by Derek White there, does Derek White really have to... Is like there any kind of protection that he needed there? Because he Bless really, you, man. <laughs> yeah, go. Alex, you can feel free to cut <laughs> no, that. No, no. Yeah, I was trying to get that. I was trying to work, battle through a fucking sneeze there. Uh, but in the end of the day, uh, you know, he, uh, Derek White jumps over him after he chased down blocks him against the board. And then, uh, you know, Poole kind of, they say he was trying to protect himself. And it doesn't look like his facial expression changes. So I don't know. But he definitely grabs onto his shorts. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, if I'm protecting myself, like I wouldn't grab, like I would just like cover myself. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm reading too much into it, but uh, I, I feel like there's been enough, uh, enough circumstantial evidence for me to start in f- formally investigating Jordan Poole. Yeah, he he's kind of like the the yeah the sneaky, dirty, like really skilled kid. Uh, you know, you play with who who plays no defense and only wants to like pull up and shoot threes, but will like yeah like stick his freaking leg out uh, when you're driving yeah. past. There, there, Elbow you in the chest. It's a it's a type. It's a type that we've uh, we've went up against um, before. Maybe it's me. I don't know. Um, no. But uh, <laughs> no, I'm, I wasn't dirty. I. Uh, I, I squarely, I, I would squarely put my body in place. I took so many charges, Matt. You don't even remember. Uh, mm, right? uh, yeah, you tr- trust me. You're right. I don't remember. <laughs> oh, uh, no, but yeah, I, I agree. Jordan Poole is kind of sneaky, dirty. I, I I mean, how can you not be when you're around Draymond like every day in practice? You got to be like, oh, I can I can elbow somebody there. Uh, I, it's almost surpri- it's almost like an even bigger testament to Steph's legacy that he's like the cleanest guy ever. Uh, you know, being yeah, around yeah. Draymond's energy for so many years. Steph's been squeaky clean uh, hasn't done anything wrong um which uh you know testament to him uh maybe it's because he, he knows anymore, man yeah that's true <laughs> oh my god i wonder if they eat uh eat 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 lunch next to, to each other sometimes like rudy gobert and, and donovan mitchell uh po- hey, possibly nice. um, one of the best teammates in the nba <laughs> but uh yeah yeah i i agree pool pool needs to be to be watched but i mean yeah uh, for, a better game for him though uh you know it's gonna seriously change the complexion uh, of this series. You know, if he can come out and, and score the ball just in general, if he's going to be dirty, fine. Yeah. But, you know, Steve Curry needs the offense off the bench. So, you know, you, you take what you can get with, with Jordan Poole. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, it was a, uh, it, all in all, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to, you know, rest my hat that he's uh, that he's dirty or anything. Uh, I'm just saying, I, I think I think we're getting close to that. We're getting close. Uh, I think we're one, yeah, one definite, like, hard foul or something away from me going fully throwing that label on him just for the sake of it. Um, shout out to Kevon Looney, uh, continuing to be the best center in the NBA playoffs. Uh, you know, he has, still has these random moments where he gets the ball and he just does a nice, he's a big dog, man. I'm, I've had to take it back. I have to take it back. This playoff series, he's, uh, this playoff rather, uh, he's been a big dog. Regular season, he sucked. Little pop. But this playoffs, he's been a big dog. I mean, he, he does that classic big man, just double, uh, double dribble off the ground and then just go, go straight to the rim. And nobody really wants to get in front of him. Uh, yeah. people were, I also want to call you all out for being sick individuals, uh, on the, I don't know if anyone else has seen, I don't know if you saw Jordan, the photo of Kevon Looney's parents. Uh, no. <laughs> it's a tr- Twitter's a savage place. Let's just say that. Uh, it's, <laughs> oh, funny. It, it's, a, it's a funny place though. I gotta um, go uh, but, check this out. But Kevon Looney again, I, yeah, I, I, another great game for him. You know, just doing everything the Warriors need him to do in that role, uh, especially without a lot of big men. But the guy I want to give a bit of a shout out. He only played ten minutes. 
Nemanja Belizia yeah, came in like a yeah. bat out of fucking hell. What yeah. was that? He yeah. came in. He got the yeah. I don't I don't know if he ended up getting credit for the block, but he had a good contest at the rim. Uh, you know, he had the, the he had to make shots. Uh, he yeah, he, he was getting every single rebound when he came in. Cause I don't even think he played in game one. If he did, it was uh, no, you know, very, I don't think he did. Short. Um, and uh, the, the the funniest part was you know he could tell he was starting to get fired up because he was sprinting every single uh, up and down the court. But he's still he's so slow, so it just looks like he's walking. Yeah. Um, and and then he tries to do the one hand like the Magic Johnson cross court bounce pass, and then he only gets there about halfway. <laughs> uh, and then I was like, okay, now uh, we're now we're back to reality here because he he was looking good there. But uh, again, that's the difference between the Warriors and the Celtics in this game. Even Belizia came off and was really kind of giving them quality minutes, whereas the Celtics really didn't have the the help that they needed uh coming off the bench like uh the grant williams like again another guy who we kind of thought would be like we we saw some incredible games especially in that milwaukee series uh yeah. that, that he was putting up uh you know six points took two shots he was two for two but like he only got one rebound yeah like i yeah. there's a lot of like guys you can look at off the bench that just didn't really help i already talked to, to Derek white i mean did he that was that was horrendous. He was the. If we're talking about guys missing easy layups and stuff. Yeah, like, he missed so was, many two point shots. It was yeah. Because he he now that I think if you watch that film back for the for the Warriors, you literally can see you're like okay, all he wants to do is get in the high pick and roll. Come on, go down, and he likes to kind of get with uh, get the guy on his hip, and he yeah. just kind of likes to see who's gonna who's gonna suck over. Is the, the 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 big man gonna move up and play him, and then he can pass it out, or is he gonna leave him and go for the floater? Yeah. Uh it's. It's a pretty easy uh, way to defend that, um, especially when he's only like, you know, 6'2 or whatever he is, 6'3 maybe on a good day. Uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, chances are the Celtics are all going to be putting bigger defenders out there on him uh, that could you know easily reach over the top and swat him. So I, I honestly, game one, uh, unless he's going to start jacking up all these threes again, uh, could be the flute game for, uh, for Derek White. But, uh, you know, yeah. overall, I think, and you kind of spoke to it at one point as well, uh, we, we just need to see more from everybody on the Celtics bench. Because, uh, again, Tatum and uh, Tatum had his 28, even though, you know, obviously you can argue it wasn't a, a, a legitimate uh, 28. Uh, you know, 28-28, the rest of the team definitely needs to kind of come together to help him out a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, I don't know. It, it, it Like, Ime has, uh, you know, I was talking about Steve Kerr's tough kind of lineup decisions that he would have to make before the finals and, and after game one. But... Like, I don't know where the Celtics can go exactly or how they should play this because I don't think they can out small ball the Warriors. Like I said, they got away with it yeah. in game one, but I don't think that's a long-term fit because then you're relying on, you're really relying on Derek White and Peyton Pritchard and Grant Williams at times, you know, coming off the bench um, and being different makers. Peyton Pritchard was, was really good in game one. He hit some shots um, and he did it. People were saying he did a great job on Steph. Peyton Pritchard can't, like, as a long, long-term long solution, guarding Steph for a lot of the time is, is not going to work. Like, it, it's, just, no. it's just not. Like, and you saw it in this game, anytime they were matched up. Steph, you know, he, he has no problem uh, scoring on Peyton Pritchard, you know, in, in a variety of different ways. Um, and I'm not saying he, he can't go out there and play in, in, in the minutes that he does get, but, like... You know, if if you're if you really are gonna say, uh, you know, we're we're not gonna play two bigs together. We're we're gonna have, uh, you know, Horford out there mostly with, uh, you know, Tatum, Brown, Smart, and and whether that's White or Pritchard, like, 
I don't know. I, I just don't think that's that's quite enough. I don't think you you get you get enough of an advantage uh, if you're Boston. I think you have to pick your spots where you play two bigs. Really try and out rebound the Warriors because that's all, historically been a really really sort of weak point for them. Uh, they have they 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 don't uh, you know grab as many rebounds as other traditional you know teams with more traditional big men. Um, and you yeah, want to try yeah. and you know outplay Looney or force Looney on the floor as weird as weird as that that sounds too like uh, I, Looney's been great and you know he's 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 made a big impact but I think the the Celtics have to play their bigs so Looney has to play so they don't have another more kind of dangerous perimeter threat that you know the Warriors can't throw out a small ball lineup themselves and then you need your Celtics bigs to outplay Looney which you know credit to Looney hasn't been that easy I think maybe the Celtics uh, initially thought that you know b- b- between Williams and, and Horford and and Time Lord, uh, you know, we're getting the two Williams kind of mixed up. Uh, but you know, get getting those three guys out there, you you would think they, that they would you know outplay Looney. Um, that hasn't happened so far. But like this this idea that that the Celtics can just you know stay small and play basically seven guys. Um, I, I don't know if that's the the best way to go. Um, you know, it's. Uh, like I said too, though, uh, Time Lord, I, I don't know how he's going to make the impact in this series, um, but I think they need to try a little bit more, maybe next game, and you know, to to find a way to keep him out there a little bit more because yeah, yeah. I, I I just I think the Warriors, if it's going to be a small ball series, I think you're going to see more games like this where the Warriors just have more cohesion uh, and they can get the ball moving around. They've done this, so they, they've worked this kind of style of play much longer than the Celtics have. And they have that Draymond um, who, who, you know, knows exactly where to find guys like for, for the Celtics, uh, you know, when they play small, they need someone to say, okay, I'm going to be the connector and the playmaker tonight. Uh, But they don't have that sort of solid person in that role. Sometimes Marcus smart does it. Sometimes he's like, okay, I'm going to be the guy, but sometimes he's like, no, tonight I'm going to shoot, you know, 11 threes. Uh, sometimes Al yeah, Horford yeah. passes well out of the high post and, you know, finds finds people cutting. But sometimes his age just shows and, you know, he, he just doesn't have it. Like last night, he only had one assist. Um, and I already mentioned before, Tatum only three assists last night. Like there's the the the, the Celtics. I, I just think they need to. Uh, and I think you talked about it a little bit after game one. Lean into more of their strengths, like pounding, pounding, uh, you know, uh, the, the Celtics down low, like going uh, driving the ball to the to the rim, they don't uh, want playing to do it big. Anymore. Yeah, it's it's weird. Like if they if they get coaxed into playing more like Golden State, Golden State's going to win uh, the the series. I think they need to. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Kind of slow it down, grind it down, throw it into Horford in the post. Try and get Draymond and Looney, one of those two guys, in foul trouble, so you can you know the the, the rim's even less protected. Like I, I think Boston just got tricked into thinking that they can play small after Game One, and I just I don't think it's going to work. Um, and yeah, it, 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 we'll see how they come out, uh, you know, in the first game back in Boston, but I think Ime's really got to try to give Time Lord some sort of role in this series, uh, even though it's not looking like he really has one so far through, through two games. Or if they're, they're going to give anyone a role, I'd like to see Daniel Tice get a little bit more minutes. Uh, yeah, you know, he's, yeah. 
he's he's a good fit for that. If you want to go small, I mean, he's only about six nine. He's semi mobile. He's not gonna you know blow you out of the door uh, with uh, with this athleticism. But I mean, yeah. he's uh, he's still a good shooter. Uh, you know, he's got good length, verticality. I think he's a guy that can match up with Looney down low when he needs to. He can get those yeah. boards for you. So um, I I think he'd be a, a good option to look at as a kind of a small ball five for them uh, if if they want to move forward. But yeah, I don't think that they're going to be able to uh, you know move around and out shoot the warriors i don't think they've got that kind of a personnel even when clay no. thompson is playing horrendous still yeah. uh four for 19 uh another wager i won on under uh under 19 and a half points that was a freaking oh lock. easy <laughs> uh like i was like no no chance i'm i'm not letting that go uh even yeah. though i will again respects to clay whenever he hits one shot i'm like oh shit now he's gonna go off for yeah, like yeah, 25 yeah, yeah because you know it only takes one shot for him to get going but uh I, I I've said my, what I need to say about Clay Thompson. Uh, I'm I'm really really disappointed with his entire season, um, and I continue to be so disappointed. But uh, yeah, I think I think the Celtics again. I I agree. You know that this might as well get into it. You know, uh, what each team needs to do to win Game Three. Yeah. Because uh, again, it's gonna be uh, they like to say it's pivotal, pivotal Game Three. Pivotal. Um, they. Uh, the Celtics have to use the home court to their advantage. You know, the yes. crowd is going to be going absolutely wild. Sometimes slowing it down and just letting them get all their energy out when uh, the Warriors have the ball and then quieting it down when you're on offense so you can kind of you know, orchestrate everything. Like, you can yeah. use the advantage in uh, different ways. And I think that's the way it's going to be going. Uh, like, it, it, they don't really seem to be liking the contact they receive from the Warriors. And that's it, like... You, you were going into the teeth of the D against the Bucks, who are way better defensively yeah. in the inside. So well, I and the heat. Know, and the heat. I mean, uh, yeah, and the heat. I, I don't know what the what, what's deterring them from doing this. Like, what is, uh, if it's like a mental thing or if it's uh, like they're, if they're just gassed out and they don't really want to do that. Like, I, I don't really know what's going on. But Tatum, uh, I've been saying that, like, he's been kind of soft around the, the rim. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he still, he still gets the finishes, but it's a lot of jump shots. Same like. When Jalen Brown is playing well and the Celtics are winning, that's when he's guys I was saying like you know game one when he's cutting to the rim and he's throwing down these dunks and he's really bodying through guys like that's the Jalen Brown I love. This yeah. was the Jalen Brown that just kind of wants to like he had a really good game and now he thinks oh uh, you know all my success came from my athleticism and my ability to finish uh, up close and personal but now I'm just gonna shoot jumpers because I had a good game and it's like yeah how does that make any sense Jalen? I know. I know. Um, so. I think they just need to go again. I said it after game one. They they just can stick with their bread and butter. He, as you said again, because he only had one. I think real opportunity to do it, maybe two. Uh, and one of them actually, yeah, two. Because I can know one of them. He made a baby hook. The other one, he tried to do some weird drop step and pass it out uh, yeah. in the post. Uh, Al Horford. Uh, and it was a. I was like, he had Steph Curry on him. I'm like, just fucking put it up, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Even though uh, real ones know Steph Curry is like low key one of the best post guard defenders uh, or about, like in the league um if you don't know just go look up him boxing out dwight howard that's a, a legendary clip um but it's a uh i just don't even know why they don't do it i i i don't know if email doesn't want them to like if there's something on tape that they know that we don't but i i, do, yeah. I would like to see them you know get back in transition really start pushing the pace and uh you know play their game kind of ugly it up a little bit play some boston basketball yeah. um and and on the other side for me i think the warriors just kind of gotta do what they did this game there was a lot of missed shots that they should have made uh so like this lead could i think this game could have been very high scoring but the, i think the lead could have been way out of hand uh for the warriors like again, yeah. again you look at uh wiggins and clay in particular you know i said they had they had pretty bad games but uh wiggins four for 12 clay four for 19 they both played 30 minutes a game uh in the game uh 11 points each 
Wiggins, you know, he he did de- decently on defense, but Clay again was pretty bad both sides of the ball, uh, yeah. all game. If they can just get like eighteen points from Clay, just get his jump yeah. shot going. Don't even tell him to go into the paint. Like he doesn't need to ever no, go off. No, no, no. I I made the joke <laughs> in our last episode, but now I'm I'm for real. Clay Thompson should just play like Kyle Korver. He should just sit his ass on the perimeter. Don't even bother trying to play defense. Just shoot the three. If you yeah. can't do that, then there's no point. Just start Jordan Poole. Give him extra minutes. I would play Otto Porter over him at this point. Uh, oh, yeah, I want to I, shout out Otto Porter, actually, in, in that last game. He he didn't score the ball uh, well at all. Uh, three points. Uh, it only took one one shot. So he was, you know, he was one for one. Uh, but three steals and uh, tied for team high plus 24. He's, his, his defensive uh, impact was huge but go on matt Sh- oh, yeah. shutting out no, auto. I, hey no shut, shut out auto the the, the the bus driver porter uh <laughs> the guy he was you know he yeah son. he was in the finals uh 85 years ago uh he's you know he's yeah. been around quite a quite a while it, this is his revenge series last yes. time the warriors and celtics played uh <laughs> but but yeah the uh it, it, it's it, i think that they just need to get a little bit more help from the supporting cast like i think what they did this game was exactly what they want to do i think draymond again if he can bring the intensity right off the hop uh, i don't know if uh, you know the commission will give them that kind of love in Boston, I think the crowd would kind of really kind of. Oh, I, I can't wait! Would I can't influence wait. it a little bit. Um, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure Draymond will love that. Um, but yeah, I think uh, you know if they if they do everything the same, but they can just hit a couple more shots that they should have been hitting. It's not like I'm saying just oh yeah, make make more baskets and you'll win the game. Yeah. Uh, like they were missing wide open shots, so if, yeah, uh, they yeah. can just. You know, make use of the bunnies that they're give, they're being given from the Celtics defense. Uh, again, I hope not, but you know, this the Warriors could easily you know have another game eerily similar to this one if they can kind of play the game to the to the degree that they uh, did today. Uh, and uh, you know, also more importantly, if the Celtics decide to kind of lull, go into that lull again, fall for the Warriors trap and try to outshoot yeah. the Warriors, which no one has ever done. So uh, <laughs> don't try to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Like the the closest team that came you know, to doing that was the Rockets, um, and you yeah. know I think there's a little bit of sort of strategy you can take away from that if you're Boston. Well, is, how, how many how many threes did they end up missing consecutively? Twenty seven. I think it was twenty seven. So. I feel like Boston can uh, Boston has the ability to do that again. I feel like that's in the cards. Like they're, oh, they're going to yeah. be yeah. so close to After winning in game six. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, like the, Boston can take some strategy away from that. The whole you know switching everything and just you know. Um. Yeah, be, being a very physical, switchy defense. Uh, you know that that's fine. They can do it. And also the strategy of kind of making guys just you know, and the Warriors just play in isolation and say, okay, just you know, be, try and beat us that way. Um, like I think for on the Celtics side to 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 win Game Three, like I think what they've got to do from here on out is just let Steph be the scorer. Uh, because you, you know. Mm-hmm. It, the, Throwing more, you know, extra attention at Steph is only really going to hurt you uh, at the end of the day because he, you know, we've, we've seen this for years. Gets it to Draymond, and then Draymond will do exactly what he needs to do to get whatever the best shot is in that four yeah. on three situation. Um, so, like, let Steph if he's gonna, you know, dribble around the top of the key a bunch of times and do, you know, take a step back three. Defend it. You have got good defenders, but don't throw two at him. Don't try and like stop no. what he does. Just just play him straight up with with Smart or or White or Pritchard, whoever you've got on him. Let Steph go off, uh, but try and you know and keep keep Pool from going off. Like uh, in this game, uh, I thought the Celtics they they did an okay job on on their other swingmen. You know Wiggins and Thompson. Neither of them made that big of an impact. 
Um, but yeah. you know, Poole kind of shakes free and, and hits a bunch of shots in the third quarter. Try and try and keep that stuff from happening. If Steph's going to get 29, 30, 35 points, uh, continue. If he's going to continue to do that, fine. It's it's better to just let that happen rather than you know. Uh, I think it's you know it would be a nightmare situation for for the 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 Celtics if if Curry you know he still shakes free and gets 25, but he has like eight assists and Wiggins goes off for you know 20 plus and and Clay hits a bunch of threes. That's much worse. So. Let Steph do his thing. Try and lock down everybody else. Try and keep the, you know, pool, you know, point explosion to a minimum. Um, and then... Put a curfew on that pool party. Yeah, come on, come on. Pool parties, uh, you know, we've got noise complaints about it. Uh, you know, people are getting mm-hmm, splashed. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, and, and you just, uh, uh, you know, what they control, control themselves offensively. Somebody sit Jason Tatum down and say, Jason, just, you know, you don't have to... <laughs> you don't have to uh, have these sort of your thought process doesn't have to be more points uh you know good more points me make good uh you know less yeah. points bad <laughs> me have to uh make up for this uh so me sometimes what, what pass. We got, we, we've got emo donovan mitchell and caveman jason Taylor. <laughs> yes 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 we do uh like he's and to, to his credit like i've said a bunch of times he's done so well he looked like a completely different player like to go from uh, you know, I know you can't count on him for, you know, to have 13 assists every game, but to have 10 less assists, I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah. it's crazy to me that someone can have a, tw- a 12 point game and then a 28 point game. And I'm more disappointed in the 28 point game. Like I'm, I'm way, I yeah. was way more impressed with what he did in the, uh, you know, the, the 12 point game. And he's got to find a happy medium where he's taking his own shots. I think that's the thing he's struggling with. He's like, okay, am I going to be a playmaker day- today or am I going to be a scorer? And it's like, you can be both. You can be both, and you have to find a way sure, to be yeah. both. Like you, yeah. you can, you can have twenty five points and and uh, you know seven assists. That's 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 the best game possible for you because, like we've said, Marcus Smart made great strides and kind of becoming that traditional point guard. He's not always there. He's not always that steady hand for you. No, Jason no. Tatum needs to be uh, a playmaker every game and get try and get all the other role players involved every game, not just you know in the games when his shots not falling. Um, so I think that's, that's a big thing that they've got to change. And then, you know, you do that, uh, you know, if if Jason Tatum kind of takes on that responsibility, I think automatically Horford gets, you know, a handful more points or at least more, you know, attempts, uh, to score more points. Same with Marcus Smart. He's going to get more open threes. Um, you know, Time Lord's going to get a lob now, you know, or two. And I think that's the other thing too. I think if, 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 uh, you know, Boston wants to play that physical style, uh, and, you know, really impose their, you know, physicality on the, on the Warriors, which I think they should, that's where they have an advantage. They've got to make Robert Williams a player playable guy by giving him the ball every now and then, like get into the teeth of the defense, keep him in the dunk dunker spot, get by your guy initially and force the help so you can lob it up to him. He's a great, he's, he's the best lob catcher in this series. He can, you know, catch anything. He's super athletic. And then even if even if you take it in yourself, you know, if, if you're Tatum or Brown or something and get it up off the glass after beating your initial guy and forcing the help, Robert Williams can hammer the offensive glass and just, you know, impose his, you know, physicality, his athleticism on the Warriors. Get, you know, make Looney grab you uh, and, and call, you know, a, a, a loose ball foul on that. You know, get get Draymond and Looney in foul trouble. Open things up a little bit. Um but don't, whatever you do, if you're the Celtics, I think it's a mistake to, you know, only play Time Lord like 10-ish minutes, pull him, and then go with that small lineup. I, I really they're, don't... They're, they're treating an all-defensive guy like Dwight Powell. Yeah, yeah. It, it's such a waste. It's such a waste. There's different ways. And then, you know, on, on, on the defensive side of the ball, again, 
I know I said it's hard to play him, but that, that's what I'm saying. You 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 have to kind of you have to force it. You have to make it make him playable on offense, kind of like how Jordan Poole is. You know, he's tough to play defensively, but if he's giving you enough offensively, you can keep him out there. Um, yeah. Like yeah. Robert Williams, you know, it, it is going to be tough because he's going to be kind of flying around on the perimeter on, on defense. He's going to be kind of drawn out of the paint. But I think again, if he's giving you those points on the other end, if he's getting enough rebounds. You can live with that and you can, you know, he'll he'll fly around and, you know, he'll, he'll do his dumb things every now and then, you know, jumping, yeah. trying to get a block yeah. that he shouldn't. But, you know, he can survive. Um, and you, again, I, I know these things are tough decisions. There's no like really right or wrong answer. Uh, you know, when, once you get to the finals, it's just about what you're willing to give up and where you can kind of eke out a little advantage. But uh, sure. I, I really think, yeah, Udoka's got to try and, and keep as many of those bigs, keep that advantage as much as possible. Um, and same thing with Horford. Get Horford down in the post, feed him, and let him go try, at least try and go one-on-one, on, one on one, uh, you know, with, with Looney uh, when he has the chance, or a, especially mm-hmm. if, if someone's smaller on him, like whether it's Steph or, or Wiggins or Clay or somebody who gets switched on him. He's got to, you know, back down, try and be a scorer, try and draw some fouls, um, and just... Be more physical. That's where Boston has the advantage. Um, and I, if they try and get too cute, uh, try and take too many kind of sidestep, you know, step back threes. If everybody turns into Jason Tatum from December um, and just you know starts chucking threes uh, that are kind of ill-advised, they're they're just not going to win that way. That's playing right into the Warriors' yeah. hands. So um, and you know it's a you know uh, if you if you get going like that, if you have Jason Tatum as that distributor, and you have sort of. Get get some of those Warriors bigs in foul trouble. It's going to be so much easier for Grant Williams to come in and you know and 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 hit threes after all that all the attention the Warriors are going to have to give inside. You can kick it out to him. That he's a great three point shooter. That you know that's one of his biggest strengths in addition to being a good defender as well. Uh, same thing with White and Pritchard. Like the more you put pressure on the rim, the more your role players at home are going to get wide open three point shots, and that's just the, the sure. way that yeah. you're going to win. Um, and uh, yeah, on the Golden State side, like try and stop. Boston from doing all those things, like try and, you know, coax them into, you know, if, if Looney keeps playing well, that's such a big plus for them. If he keeps outplaying Boston's bigs, it's going to be tough for Boston to, you know, to overcome that because, um, you know, then it's going to be tough to justify, you know, if, if you are Boston keeping those guys out there. Um, and and then, you know, the, once they're pulled, like anytime there's a small ball battle, I think the Warriors have got to, you know, push, uh, you know, get out in transition as much as they can. And just, you know, I, I think they can, and will continue to win those minutes. Um, so yeah, I think yeah. they Golden State's got to do exactly what they did last game, coax Boston into playing more like them, high high tempo, sort of up and down. Because uh, I think, you know, if, if it's a shootout, I, I believe in a Steph-led team way more than a Tatum-led team. I think uh, that's, that's playing right into, you know, the Warriors' strengths. Um, and just generally, the Warriors have got to keep that sort of defensive intensity. It's going to be tough going into, you know, Boston, a, a, a tough sort of opposition building. Um, but you know, Golden State's defense really has to travel and they've got to, you know, keep locking down everybody. And it's a similar kind of situation for them. If Tatum wants to be a scorer and check up a bunch of shots, leave him. Don't like do it. Don't throw extra help at Tatum unless until you absolutely need to and try and, uh, try and make, you know, those Celtics role players each have freaking two point games again. Uh, you know, let, let Tatum and Brown be the scorers, try and stop them from, you know, uh, getting that sort of distributing sort of, stop them from becoming distributing hubs and getting everybody else involved in open shots. And if you can do that, then you've got a good chance to win. So kind of similar, similar game plans on either side. I think just, just, uh, you know, stopping the other team's offense from looking like the, you know, the, the best version of itself 
um, and then hammering your advantages where you have it. Um, and I think, uh, you know, Golden State's got some momentum uh, going into this game three, but Boston's going back home. So I, I think this this game three is going to be uh, another close one. Uh, I'm predicting it right now. I don't think either team's going to really jump ahead. Um, I, I think it's going to be harder for Golden State to go on that big third quarter run that they went on in, in game one and game two. They always like to do that yeah. at home. Um, and so I think it's going to be kind of back and forth, uh, a, a rock fight right to the end. So I'm, I'm super excited to see uh, how it goes down. Well, uh, we will see how it all goes down on the next episode of Big Dog Ball Talk. Uh, Our but first in the meantime, Thursday episode, baby. Yeah, first Thursday episode gonna be uh, gonna be weird, gonna be freaky, a little uh, a little a little silly, maybe. Who knows? Uh, but we're we're gonna get you guys all that content right after Game Three finishes up. Uh, so be sure to follow us at Big Dog Ball Talk. Maybe we'll uh, we'll send out a reminder so everybody, uh, everyone, set your alarm clock, set your uh, calendars, uh, e. Evites, we'll send them out to anyone who needs them. Uh, you know, yep. anything we can do to make this uh, this change easier on you, because I know not, not, <laughs> no, not everyone likes change. Not everyone likes it. So, uh, we're, yeah. we're, we're Tyler Bistro. Tyler Bistro is going to be furious uh, about this yeah. change. He's this is going to fuck know. his whole routine. We might up. lose some list- listeners. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, it, it is what it is. Uh, maybe we'll gain some Thursday nighters. Uh, yeah. Hey. Um, but uh, at Big Dog Ball Talk, give us a follow. All social media, uh, and make sure to you know share us out on uh, Facebook, Twitter. Or whatever your Instagram, uh, you know, give, get us that publicity. We need it. Uh, you guys got to give it to us. Uh, yeah. Please, please, God, please. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's uh, it's been a blast uh, as always. Again, Jordan, uh, we're we're hopefully still gonna be here for a couple more episodes before we head into our off season review. Yes. But uh, again, games like this, we five more uh, games, five more games. We, Five, could, could, could be on borrowed time. You never know. So uh, everybody yep. take it for granted uh, while you can. And uh, I'm Matt Eichhorn with Jordan Flegel for Big Dog Ball Talk. And as my good friend Jordan always says. Um, I Psychedelics. I, I want to experiment with more psychedelics. That's not. So, okay. I've been letting this slide, man. What is that for? That's not a saying. That's not nothing. That's just that's not something you say. That's just you saying something you want to say. Matt, I can do, do whatever the fuck I want on my final my, segment, my sir. Friend, my, my friend, my, my friend my Jordan, Jordan always says, says I, I want to experiment I need, with psychedelics. Hey, I can I say that. Get, I could have been saying. I need to get saying, my groceries. I need to bro, flip my load of laundry. Hold on. I've been saying that for, for years. That's That's been a saying that I've, I, I want to experiment with psychedelics. I would never. Really? Really, Matt? You've never? Wait, Matt. What? What hard drugs have you done? I want you. I want to out you right now on this pod. I've never. I've never done hard drugs in my life, and I never would. Good. Okay. Nice. Yeah, I'm a a squeaky clean guy. Look at my. Look at my complexion. You think I could do this uh, if I was on hard drugs, like like some kind of maniac, like a like a Tyler uh, Bistro? No, but like like those pitchers used to do back in the '70s or whatever. We should do a Mm -hmm, pod mm -hmm. uh, on acid or something. I think that would be uh, pretty interesting to see see what you know basketball takes come out of our brain. I think that'd be genius. I think it would just be throw it to the post and uh, slow the game down. No, no threes. No threes. No threes. Flower power, baby. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Relax.